0: Greetings and welcome to another Tomorrow's World webcast. My name is Wallace Smith. It's great to be here and the topic I am going to talk about today may not seem like its current headlines anymore. It was huge headlines just a couple weeks ago or so, but it has stuck with me. I have wanted to talk about it and even though other pressing news was going on then, I am still going to talk about it because it's still a good point to make. It has to do with a Powerball. The Washington Post back on January 9th when things were really heating up concerning the big Powerball jackpot posted this article. Again, January 9th, Washington Post. The title was, Playing playing the Powerball Lottery Isn't for Suckers, It's for Optimists. Uh, The first sentence sort of captured the spirit of the rest of the article. It says, Playing the lottery is like playing dress up as a kid the fun is in the make-believe. The chance of winning the $800 million Powerball, of course it came to be much more, uh, the chance of winning the $800 million Powerball is only slightly more realistic than a five-year-old playing house. Now I would add the five-year-old playing house is at least preparing for real life in some small way. Without reading a lot of this, the article really be summarized as saying, "No, it's for people who just have this fun, positive outlook on life." That's what's going on. It's just 2 dollars of excitement. The problem is that is not the reality of lotteries. States make a lot of money hand over fist from lotteries, and it's not because it's just fun people who make a good living but decide, "You know what? I'm going to I'm going to blow two bucks on the lottery. I know I'm probably not going to win, but hey, it's a lot of fun. That's not where most of the money is coming from. A much more helpful article about lotteries in general, inspired by the big uh, cash uh, jackpot that the Powerball generated this time, comes from Vox uh, on January 13th, 2016. Now, Vox, if you're a familiar reader of Vox, it is not a conservative news source. Anyone who would think that uh, isn't paying attention. And the title of their article, this article written by Alvin Chang, is Four Ways the Lottery Preys on the Poor. If you have never looked into actually who plays the lottery, who it is buying tickets day in, day out, it's really an eye-opener. They give these four ways, that is, Mr. Chang does, and I'm just going to read those four ways with just a little bit of commentary. The first point he makes, based on actual data, I think based on the Connecticut lottery, uh, but actually but fairly, not not unreasonably extrapolated to the United States as a whole. Uh, The first point was, most lottery tickets are bought in poor neighborhoods. By far, the lottery tickets aren't being bought across the financial spectrum, but by poor individuals. In fact, let's see, there was a data point in there. Ah, nationwide, people who make less than $10,000 spend on average $597 dollars on lottery tickets, about 6% of their income. Those who don't have the money are the ones who are shoveling money into such lotteries. Second point they make in the article, most lottery tickets are bought in places with more minorities. Third point, Powerball isn't the problem, it's the smaller games. If anything, Powerball is just kind of a gateway drug, if you will. It's these smaller payout uh, tickets where the payout can be immediate. Uh, That tends to be what really generates most of this kind of income and really causes a lot of the problems. The fourth point they make in the article, a lot of people in financial trouble think it's the only way to accumulate money. Uh, And They have some studies in the article, which is worth a read, that points out, One in five Americans, according to one study, or one poll, say that the lottery is the only way they can imagine actually accumulating uh, an actual reasonable amount of wealth. Ah, it's frightening. Actually, I had another data point for that particular comment. Uh, In the article, Mr. Chang says, This might indicate that people are bad at math, but it's also a sign of desperation. Listen to this. During the Great Recession, that is the recession we recently experienced in the United States, more than half the states in the U.S. saw growth in lottery sales. Of the 42 states with lotteries, 25 saw a spike in instant and daily games. That is when money is being restricted and essentially is less available, when growth opportunities are being minimized, They saw huge increases in people playing the lotteries. The fact is, systems like this play on all the worst in our societies. Uh, Really, if someone said, hey, let's create a tax that primarily takes needed money from the homes of poor minorities in our neighborhoods. Oh, everybody would be up in arms about that. And yet, that's essentially what these are. Now, I'm not saying this for policy purposes. I'm not a political guy. We don't care about politics and policy. What we care about is what God says. And things like this, this is not what God anticipates, what God, what He wants for a culture. God hates it when cultures prey on their poor uh, and prey on their needy. In fact, I have a quote from Isaiah chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, where it says in the Bible, the Lord will enter into judgment with the elders of His people and His princes, that is those who govern and make laws. He says, for you have eaten up the vineyard, the plunder of the poor is in your houses. What do you mean by crushing my people and grinding the faces of the poor? God condemns cultures that build themselves on the backs of the impoverished. And statistics show lotteries are sadly a very efficient means of doing so. Pretending doesn't make such facts go away. I hope this has been helpful to you and I do hope you'll check out our other resources at tomorrowsworld.org.